2: Talk to us at Cordell and Cordell.
3: Contact CordellCordell.com, Cordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and Up and Under Networks. For more on your pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. Pelicans fans, Charlie and I are losing our minds. Uh, this is pretty much the best day of my life. The Pelicans, of course, brought home Zion Williamson, who now is famously coined Let's Dance, and it's already spreading like wildfire. Da- uh, David Griffin just wrapped up his press conference. He's already talking about it. He's already talking. Nobody else is getting traded that the Pelicans have acquired, so this is this is the foundation of our team. We have $30 million of cap space. Uh, quickly, before I introduce our two guests, of course, in the first uh, three selections after the deal with Atlanta, the Pelicans selected Zion. At number eight, they took Jackson uh and then they took the alexander walker uh at 17 we're gonna dive into everything you guys but most importantly now we have 30 million dollars worth of cap space which means the pelicans will be major players in free agency come june 30th at 6 p.m of course they still need to talk about julius Randle and alfred payton but i'm getting ahead of myself because i'm so excited you guys so let's go ahead and uh we're gonna go to our associate editor i don't even know what your title is let's go to david fisher what's up man Not a whole lot. Been very busy tonight. Very
0: exciting. Um, Excited to see what this um, portends for the next 10 to 15 days as well. I did not expect the Pelicans to walk out of this draft with, um, by my calculations, $32 million in cap space.
3: Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just getting giddy by all of this. Uh, David Griffin had a lot of great comments, talked about talking to uh, Drew Holiday, who said he is giddy. After tonight, we're also joined by Charlie Gonzalez. I think this is your third time on the program. I'm going to try to get your handle. I think it's CWG the second. Can you relay that out for us?
4: That's perfect. Good job.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I still got it. I'm getting older, but some of those things still turn the right way. Charlie, obviously you've had a couple of beers. We are all on cloud yeah. nine right now. What was your initial reaction to Zion being selected and then bursting into tears about how excited he is to join the city of New Orleans?
4: Uh, I think that uh, uh, Preston, we were just chatting briefly. And, and I think that this uh, we equated this to being a nearly or honestly just better than like you know winning a championship winning a super bowl whatever you want to call it because you're compound it's it's a compounded win like we it feels like a, a victory while also looking towards a, a insanely bright future it's like a a brand new dawn while also doing a victory lap it's it, it's overwhelming i mean you see the guy and all of a sudden you know you, twitter facebook whatever is just overwhelmingly exploding with joy about how can you not root for this guy? How can, so every, all of a sudden everyone seems to be on the man wagon? Like it, it, all the negativity is gone. All, all the, uh, the AD stuff, any of the, the old, uh, uh fatigue fr- from the prior Pell's regime, it just seems to have just melted away with Zion's tears.
3: It is the most exciting day to be alive, uh, Fish. Here is what our death chart looks like right now. Lonzo and Frank Jackson at the point. Drew Holiday eats one more. Josh Hart, Nikael Alexander-Walker at shooting guard. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Ken Rich-Williams, and then we'll get to Marcos Luzada-Silva. He's probably going to be a draft and stash. By the way, if e. you got- if you guys want any information on these players that the Pelicans have drafted today, go to thebirdrights.com. David Fish has been killing it over there. Uh, we've got Zion. We've got Christian Wood at the power forward, Jaleel Okafor, Jackson Hayes at center. Why don't we go over to Fish? Let's let's get your reaction to Zion, to his comments, to his his levels of emotion. How How could the Pelicans be any luckier than they are today to have nabbed him? Well, I mean, we knew we were going to get him, but
0: – I think we saw more about the kind of person he was in the past week or so. And he comes off as a genuine 19 year old who is not trying to build himself for his brand and is just comfortable in his own skin. Um, And just in that respect, watching him break down in tears about, you know, the sacrifices that his mom made to get him to this point. Knowing, knowing full well at this point that he he's going to be able to provide for her, you know, for the rest of her life and for you know generations of the Williamson family at this point, and seeing how much that affects him was just I, it left me speechless. It really did. I was just I was so happy to watch him. Um, my wife and kids were jumping up and down and around in our living room while we were doing that and then from the first pick to the eighth pick i was just playing basketball with my daughter while my two-year-old son is holding on to my ankle and just i cannot be more excited about what we saw from zion today the passion that he has the just want that he has and just how pure he seems to us at this point that he is he just wears his heart right on his sleeve and he was willing to just open it up and share that with millions of people today on television or better yet that he just, he couldn't help but do it. And exactly from that respect, and that was something that David Griffin repeated incessantly during his brief media session on um, this evening was that it's so much more than the stuff that goes on the court. And you saw, The reports and the photos and everything from Fulton Street today, the huge party that they were throwing for the Pelicans in the draft and just the excitement that he has drawn, which is several orders of magnitude greater than the reaction when the Pelicans were getting Anthony Davis roughly seven years ago today. So I can't can't imagine a better start to his career at this point, and we're so excited to welcome him to New Orleans and like, uh, like David Griffin said, to the New Orleans Pelicans family.
3: Yeah, it's crazy the way that everything's coming together for him. I think you could argue there's not a better situation for him out there. We've got an established star or on the fringe of a star. You've got a front office loaded with experience, championship caliber experience at every level, Uh, an upgraded facility soon to be if it hasn't been already. Uh, And then you've got a bevy of picks around you. You've got top five uh, talent around you uh, via the Los Angeles Lakers guys we've got 21 questions before we get into those questions uh, just a few hours ago Adrian Wojnarowski announced that the Pelicans had made a deal with the Atlanta Hawks they gave the fourth pick for the eighth and the 17th pick they also acquired their 35th pick which we mentioned uh, has already been selected they traded their 39th pick for two more second round picks so I think they have six second round picks via the the nuggets the the Wizards um, I'm forgetting the bucks uh, the bucks and now they have these two from Golden State so those in addition to two additional picks from the los angeles lakers you guys there is not a better situation in the nba i'm not sure there's ever been a better situation in the nba just in terms of starting uh from from virtually from scratch and then you add drew holiday to that let's go ahead and break down the parameters of the trade we'll go back to charlie uh i was very high on deandre hunter but the reason that they traded back they must have thought that there was a slip in talent from four to eight they pick up the 17th pick uh by doing that they pick up the 35th Pick they dump Solomon Hill, which is almost worth another first round pick in and of itself, because now it puts you at max level capacity, which uh, is an even more exciting proposition to talk about. Charlie, what was your reaction to the deal?
4: Well, it's it's a deal that had to kind of evolve. I mean, you had to see who they were going to end up selecting, and I know that that a lot of us were kind of uh, somewhat perplexed when uh, Jackson Hayes was the pick at eight, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't think that that could work out long-term. I mean, personally, I've been preaching the Trust Trajan. I know that uh, Fish is on the same bandwagon. We all are, are firmly in the camp of these guys are our scouts. We hired them for a reason. They have done an excellent job uh, building a culture uh, in, in other avenues. Um, and, and I think that they are have earned the benefit of the doubt here. So we need to be like, okay, maybe I don't see it as much, but I think that we have to kind of go with that. But they, like you said, Preston, they got rid of Solomon Hill. They added Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who is honestly one of the most interesting, compelling prospects in this draft. We've all been in love with Shea Gilders Alexander, his cousin. And he's extremely similar. He's a Buzz Williams player. And Buzz Williams players have been very successful in the uh, recent NBA with Jay Crowder, uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some others off the top of my head. But you've got a successful template that they – able to follow while also adding more assets to the back line and really, really fleshing out the uh, the rest of the roster in, in ways that needed to be done. I, I'm just kind of overwhelmed when you see the kind of the sum. It's very similar to the AD deal when it first came out to me. You're like, okay, this initial reporting, you're like, oh, okay, well, you it's okay, ball and Ingram, and then you see the picks, and then you see the protections and the deferrals. Well, this was similar to me, this deal with Atlanta, the way it evolved. And truthfully, I also want to give a quick shout to Atlanta, who I think killed it by getting Hunter and Reddish um, with their picks at four. And uh, and I think it was nine tonight, um, so or, or ten, one or the other. But I think that they really did a phenomenal job. I mean, I, I can't imagine a, almost a better result, given uh, all the variables involved and the ability to go into free agency now, armed with, uh, like Fish said, $32 million to be able to play around and either go after a real player. I think uh, uh, Griff just said in his presser that he's extremely interested in culture fits uh, veteran players that are, that are as important to get talented players, but ta- but talented players that fit within building the culture and building up this franchise to be more than just, you know, coming and play good basketball. And that's, that's – I agree It's equally as important. We've got the star. We've got the stud. I don't remember ever seeing a draft where they had a draft party That was as intoxicatingly fun to watch just from videos as the Fulton street party that they threw for draft fest, uh, dropping down a Zion banner upon, uh, the, uh, the, the selection of him and and the, the streamers and the, the, everything was just overwhelming. And I cannot recall, uh, in recent memory, any draft selection, uh, garnering that much immediate energy from a fan base.
3: Now, if you guys aren't uh, following Fish, you should do so at Fish underscore TBW. You are doing yourself a disservice tonight if you are not, because Fish just laid out something. With the selection of Marcos Luzada Silva, the Pelicans on opening night this season will have 11 players aged 24 or under. The only two players above that, Drew Holiday and Etuan Moore, at 29 and 30 years of age. Now, we're, we're stacked, Fish, and here's a question that Charlie and I were discussing off the pod. Uh, right now, there's not a lot of minutes to go around, because because you've got a very talented and very deep roster and you have to anticipate the Pelicans are going to dive into free agency. We'll talk about that later. Let's just tease that for now. So just thinking about Nikhil Alexander Walker and Jackson Hayes, would you anticipate these two guys to, to get significant minutes from the jump or would you expect them to, to go out with Matt Brisey and the Erie Bayhawks uh, initially to start the season? Um,
0: We don't know. (laughs) That's the best answer I can give you because we don't know What's going to happen in the next two to three weeks? What are they going to do with all that cap space? Are there more trades on the horizon that might open up more space? Because while we are invested in Frank Jackson, um, Christian Wood, Heinrich Williams, they weren't the first, they were inherited by a new front office, and a lot of times you don't see. Those guys valued nearly as much when they're young and they have not yet established themselves as the young people that the new free agent that the new front office has picked. So I don't know um, how many of those guys are going to stay on the roster. How many of them are, you know, just going to be, you know, rotational pieces coming up for the next year. There is there is a concern, a, a real concern of. Are they too young at this point? Are the Pelicans too young at this point? Clearly, they need to bring in some vets. And honestly, that's the only thing that you would reasonably do with that cap space. But when you're looking at what the Pelicans have right now with all of these young guys, I I am worried that there is not enough minutes available for guys who deserve, deserve playing time because I'm looking at the 12 guys that I expect, you know, the 12 guys, the Pelicans have control over at this point. Um, And I'm not including Silva in that number. I feel like Silva is almost assuredly a draft and stash candidate. Their pick with the 35th pick that they got from Atlanta. He's going to sign with some team in Europe and the Pelicans are going to keep good track of him, you know, hopefully try to steer him to the right European team. But the rest of that roster there's so many guys that you want to play because you could say that all 12 of the guys that they have should play some. So I would definitely feel like before we see the next moves, it feels like to me that Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander Walker are going to spend more time in the G G league than you might see a typical first round pick. That isn't necessarily to say that they're not good. It's just that the Pelicans would rather them get a lot of minutes and a lot of opportunity to develop rather than, hey, you can stay with the big club and you can practice and watch film with us and stuff. But when it comes to games, there's just not minutes available because I don't see a good avenue to getting them minutes unless more players that are currently on the roster are moved. Although uh, the caveat behind that is I expect there's going to be more movement. We just don't know what that is and how that's going to shake up.
2: Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell and Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, Talk to us at Cordell & Cordell.
3: Contact CordellCordell.com. 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Definitely. And we're going to have another podcast tomorrow uh, breaking down a little bit more in depth. Jackson Hayes, Nikhil, Alexander Walker. There's just too much to talk about right now. But one thing that we do need to touch on, Charlie, is is all this newfound money. Uh, Like Fish was just uh, teasing the Pelicans have a lot of young players who need playing time, but they also need veteran leadership. And that's something that David Griffin has emphasized this offseason Now three times is he wants culture setters and he doesn't want people to just do it by example. He says he needs mouthpieces in the locker room to teach these young guys how to play basketball. And at this point, now that the draft is come and gone, it looks like that's going to have to happen in free agency. And now, uh, now we know that the Pelicans are going to be targeting uh, a big name, a significant player, maybe a couple of significant players. Obviously they still need to talk to Alfred Payton and Julie Julius Randall. but there is going to have to be that vocal mouthpiece, that leader, that Jared Dudley, that Al Horford. Is there anybody you specifically have your eyes on right now?
4: Well, you hit it on that last one. Personally. I mean, I really, really like the idea of bringing in Al Horford. I don't know if it's remotely possible. I know that he just opted out uh, uh, of Boston and that there's already rumors uh, discussing him uh, going to Brooklyn with Kyrie. Uh, but, I would love that kind of uh veteran presence next, next to Drew next to Zion. I think that, that, that kind of guy uh, would be phenomenal um, to have in that locker room. And also just to, he fits with a lot of the positional um, and rotations that, that we would be able to do. I don't know if we could afford him because it would probably cost most of, of that 32 million cap space because he's likely going to be in high demand uh, given that, uh there's been i mean we've got clay's already hurt durant's hurt somebody's going to get paid uh, overpaid in various situations um so i think that that is going to be tough um however you know we've seen uh jared dudley's of the world be effusively um praising uh, david griffin and the pelicans uh throughout uh, the early stages of the offseason so far so like I feel like those kind of guys might be the backup plans if they miss out on a big fish, um, such as you know uh, an Al Horford kind of a player. Perhaps there's a Tobias Harris something like that, uh, one of those like second tier guys that that might not be as targeted by the by the big market teams, but the Pelicans might feel they're a little more attainable if they overpay right now. Because let's be honest, right now is the time to go ahead and overpay a little bit, pay a premium. While Zion is on his rookie deal, while uh, uh, Alexander Walker is going to be on their rookie deals, it is time to kind of push a little bit more money on the table, at least in my opinion, to pay that premium, to get those veterans in there, to kind of set the table and help lay the kind of foundations and the quarterstones uh, for this franchise going forward.
3: You know, um, I wanted to follow that up with Fish. Uh, obviously, uh, I want to know specifically what position, what type of player you're looking at. And, and mostly, uh, I'm wondering, Fish, because some of these guys like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball are going to have to get paid in the next year or two, uh, it doesn't make sense to bring in somebody on a three- to four-year contract like something like Al Horford would command. It probably makes a bit more sense to, to front-load somebody pretty heavily on a two-year deal or less. Is that your line of thinking? Um, I wouldn't mind somebody on a three-year deal, um, because
0: um, Brandon Ingram is, is is kind of the the joker of all of this, um, because he he's up for his deal next year. But if you get somebody, let's say it's on a three-year deal, Hayes, uh, Zion, Hayes, and Nikhil Alexander Walker, at the end of that third year, are still all on their rookie deal with one more year to go drew holiday if he opts into his player option is still under contract um and the only big free agent internal free agent choices that you would have to make are lonzo ball and josh hart so and i we're excited to have these guys here but i don't feel like all three of the Laker players that came in this trade are on this roster three seasons from now. I would be surprised, honestly, if it's more than one. And the one that I feel like has the greatest chance to stick would be Lonzo Ball, just because of the position that he has of need. So I would be fine with a three year deal, like a really front loaded deal in year one going down if it's the right guy. Like if you throw a huge contract down on, um On Charlie's suggestion, on Al Horford, and it's descending for three years, but it's something—it's like a big number. It's you know, three seventy-five, three eighty, something like that. But it's descending. That wouldn't be a terrible deal in in, in my in my outlook. <clears throat> but outside of that, in terms of the things that you need, and you don't know if any of these other players that are on the roster are going to be moved. I suspect some may. But what i'm looking at is the pelicans really need one they need a shooting big man because they don't have a big man that can spread the floor very well although i am very high on christian wood and two they need another ball handler because right now you're looking at the point guard depth is lonzo ball and then a whole bunch of combo guards that really aren't point guards um you're frank jackson's a combo guard drew holiday can definitely handle the time at point guard, but prefers to be off the ball. one more is not a point guard. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, if he's playing much at all in the NBA, is a secondary or tertiary creator, you know, towards his ceiling. He's not going to be a point guard. So you need, you need a lead ball handler that can back up Lonzo Ball, and you can definitely talk me into Alfred Payton being that guy unless you can get someone better and then a shooting big man, and if you can't get, you know, the cream of the crop in Al Horford, I think the next step down from that, unless you're getting, maybe Brooke Lopez is available, depending on how much you're willing to lay down, but he might be looking for a situation where he can win right away. The other option is, can we bring back uh, Nikola Mirotic as a shooting big man, and then just scour the market and see what kind of You know, other point guard, lead ball handler, um, you know, initiator. You can get if Alfred, you know, doesn't want to come back cheap, or it kind of felt like a lot, a lot of the time that maybe Alvin Gentry isn't the biggest Alfred Payton fan, so maybe get him another point guard that he would like to work with along with Lonzo Ball. So those were the those are the two areas right now. And it's not necessarily a position, a big man who can shoot that is either hypothetically a power forward or a center, and then a lead ball handler that can be the initiator of your offense, probably off the bench, who functions as a backup to Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Those I are think- the two areas that I would be hunting.
3: And the Pelicans probably have enough cap space right now to bring in both Ricky Rubio and Brooke Lopez and conceivably probably still Julius Randall uh, if they wanted to, obviously that's, that's shooting for the moon with three players, but they, they have a, they have a lot of wiggle room right now. Uh, Fish, this is going to be your last question. Then I'm going to throw one to Charlie and then we're going to wrap up. I know Nikhil is your guy. Why don't you give us a kick uh quick, like 30 to 60 seconds on why you like him?
0: Um, What I watched as uh Alexander Walker is he's kind of, um, just a lesser level of Jarrett Culver, who was one of my high high targets um, in the draft. He's uh, you know a combo wing that can do it all. He had to do a lot of primary creating when he was at Virginia Tech. He um, Buzz Williams, the the names you named of Buzz Williams, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, and now Nikhil Alexander Walker. You're talking about all high level individual defenders and high IQ players. And that's something that I love. Hey, let's bring in somebody who's a high IQ player. And he improved greatly behind the arc. Last last season, he was shooting over 38% from three. So he uh, projects that he can play well in the NBA and he's going to defend, he's going to create, he, he's got the, the IQ. It's not that he doesn't have minuses, he's a little undersized. You know, if you're thinking of him as a small forward, He's six five and a little bit more, and but he does have a long wingspan at six nine. But when you're looking at what you can get at 17, he projects as somebody who can be, you know, a high level role player if he hits his ceiling. Somebody who can be your seventh or sixth
3: man. All right, let's go over to Charlie. Charlie, uh, you're buzzing with excitement. So I'm going to let you take us out. David Griffin said during his press conference, he said, you're not going to know in advance of how the dots are going to connect, but they will. So this just seems to indicate that there are more moves coming and that everything is going to fit together. He used the word synergy during his press conference probably five times. What do you think David Griffin is teasing?
4: Oh, gosh. Um, I wish I knew. I really do. I wish I could make any sort of guess at this point. I, I feel like I'm uh, at the end of like 2001, A Space Odyssey, where there's just like the entire universe is like flashing in front of my eyes. And I'm just trying to make sense of it all while I'm becoming let me, a child. Let me try it uh, like
3: this, Charlie. He asked us to trust him. He said he said the same thing to Drew Holiday. Do you, based on everything that's happened this offseason, how can you not trust what he's doing?
4: how can you not it's it's you almost want to put a level of faith into it because i mean just the amount everything that has happened since gale put everything in his uh ownership in his in his ability to take control um to be able to have the bandwidth yes take a drink um to be able to uh you know, handle everything then i think that i think everything that has been given to him ever since that has just it's been almost unbelievable. Like it, it, you, we 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 talked ad nauseum about how Langdon was such a an interesting idea. We'd love to have him, and then all of a sudden, bam, we get Trajan Langdon, and then we get the best, arguably the best training staff, uh, the, or the the head of the best training staff of the past twenty years with Aaron Nelson, um, which is solving one of the greatest problems within the New Orleans uh, uh, franchise uh, has had consistently. Uh, he goes out and hires an interesting and, and and out of the outside the box. Um, person to come with swing cash. And then of course Zion happens, you know, it just, it it happens. And then it's just, it's, it's all rolling downhill in in all the best ways. It feels like this is just like a snowball of David Griffin that you just can't stop. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's intoxicating truthfully.
3: The people aren't the only ones who are excited. Christian Wood said, don't sleep on me. Josh Hart said, look out, we got a squad here in NOLA. I'm going to read this monologue real quick that Steve Gleason posted to Zion Williamson's feed, and then I'm going to take us out. Steve said, this city breeds and attracts unique, outrageous people, bedraggled people who are honest enough to consecrate their shortcomings, innovative people who see opportunities where others see chaos, humble people who honor the mosquito and the cockroach, transparent people who will share with you whether you like it or not. Persistent people who rebuild when their city or their lives fall apart fierce people who protect what they love and love a great deal. I helped win the first playoff game in Saints history. I have a Super Bowl ring and a nine-foot statue outside my old office, the Superdome. But what I enjoy most about New Orleans is the infatuated, idealist citizens and pervasive, entirely nourishing culture of family. Love y'all, Steve a Norlinian. If you can't get excited for New Orleans basketball after everything that has happened tonight and everything that's going to continue happening, I just can't imagine um, a, a, a better state of a franchise with everything that we gone through in the past year how we got to this point is a story in and of itself we're going to be back with you guys uh tomorrow don't forget to follow fish at fish underscore tbw at C W G the second for charlie gonzalez thank you so much for joining us sir uh we're going to be with you guys early and often throughout the off season there is so much more to talk about we're going to be at summer league reporting with kevin and ollie uh and i know fish will be there uh with us in spirit talking to nikhail for now you guys there's so much to be excited about it let's keep rolling let's Go pals. Thank you for listening to the bird calls on the off the glass, nothing but net and up and under podcast networks. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today.
1: Clearance Clearance.